and welcome to my lounge, welcome to Louise's Lounge, our podcast series where we'll bring you some insights into the Dubai real estate market and some interesting topics, guest attendees, and it's also an opportunity for you to meet some of our team. I would like to introduce Fintan, who is our off-plan and sales manager located in our head office in Motor City. And we have Michael, who is our Dubai branch manager located in our retail shop in Marina Gate 1. So we're looking at the market activity and the sentiment moving into 2021. So first question, what is the buyer sentiment right at this moment? I think buyers are excited to buy. Uh, this time uh, because prices are, are attractive. So Is there a lot of inquiries at the moment? How are the inquiries? Yeah, really good. Um, we've had month-on-month increase since October of buyer inquiries. This year started terrific. Which is great news. Fintan, mm. um, you do a completely different area to Michael, who's mostly apartments. You're in the heart of Dubai land, with that has a lot of different communities, yeah. villas, and, and smaller apartments. What is it like there? Is it is it strong as yeah, in the Dubai Marina? There's a lot of different segments in there. We're dealing with end users that are looking at buying a townhouse, their first home. You're looking at entry level people being able to buy their apartment for the first time that were previously priced out of the market. So like Michael said, there's a lot of positivity there. People that have been living here for five, 10 years have never seen prices as good as they are today. And so it's mostly people living in Dubai that are actually purchasing at the moment? Uh, for, for me, yes. Well, you know, you're looking at the townhouse and villa communities that tend to be more an end user product. But having said that, some of the investors that bought me five years ago are reinvesting again, They've had a good experience. So we're seeing different segments, different dynamics in different segments. Would it be 50-50? 50-50 on the end users, 50-50 on the investors? Yeah, on the product. Uh, you're looking at, it depends on the product. If the product is an end user product, it's going to be a higher. You're looking at 80, 80% maybe are end users. So you've just mentioned there, it depends on the product, the end user product. Um, Michael, you're mainly in apartments. So is that a generally an investor market or is it also an end user market? What are you seeing in the apartments? It's, it's a mix, but it is dependent on the project. So I think properties like Marina Gate, where it's more expensive. That's a plug for our shop, I think, a little bit there, isn't it? Because we do have our shop in Marina Gate. (laughs) So we're particularly Uh, (laughs) fond of Marina Gate. Yeah, exactly. So Jumeirah 11 at Marina Gate, Marina Gate 3, um, it's more expensive than than the average apartment in the Marina. So So it's an attract. Who's buying these more expensive when they could go out and buy a much cheaper product? And, and get more value for the money. Who, who actually buys these luxury end products? The, the, it's a different level of quality. So people who's looking for something special, they're not looking for an ROI. So it's either people looking for a holiday home, people looking to live in it with a bit of service, con- concierge service, um, and nationalities? Um, no, no, I do think, as you say, the, the investors, what type of people, yeah, maybe the demographics of people, where are they coming from? Are they also coming new to Dubai? Are they current residents of Dubai? As you said, they're more people who are looking for a home for themselves. So you've yeah. got a lot of homeowners that live and reside in the Marina Gate residence, for example. Yeah, so as handovers are, are happening 
in Marina Gate 3, there is a lot of owners using it for themselves, either full time, they come here on business multiple times a year, so they want a base. Uh, so yeah, we see that in those high-end products. And, and then the, the products that are maybe a bit older, been in the market for 10 years, more than half the price of uh, Marina Gate 3, these are tenants who's moving from renting to owning themselves, so first time, yeah. Okay. Is there a reason, Fintan, that there is more tenants moving across to purchasing properties, becoming homeowners? Is there anything happening in the market, particularly, that is allowing them to do this? Well, I think at this time last year, we were beginning to, before lockdown, before Corona came into our life, we were seeing the market bottom out, and we were seeing in some communities prices increasing. So people were aware that this was the best opportunity in many, many years to purchase a property. This was then you had the change in the loan to value. That allowed people now to get 80% mortgage, 20% down, which now their budget increased. But not all banks were doing that. No, not all banks, banks, but it's, it's come back in. But even not all follow suit? No, just a few introduced a better so. product and the rest, no? No, listen, it is competitive and 80% mm -hmm. is there and even in some cases, they will get a, a loan for some of the fees also. So now, what you're finding is people that might have been priced out of Dubai Marina previously and were moving further out, now can, with the prices low, the increase in their budget when they're a finance buyer, they can actually buy in the location that they aspire to live in. And what's the interest rates like at the moment? We're talking about lending and people being able to afford are the interest rates a lot better now? So really that their repayments yeah. are lower than their monthly rental? Would it work out that way? The, one of the best rates in the market is approximately 2.2 on a variable. But we're also seeing a fixed rate mortgage, 10 year fixed rate mortgage in the market. Now, I never saw that product. I think yeah. it was in Ireland, 2006, 2007, that you might have seen a product like that. Um, is that with a particular bank? Because I might have to remortgage. Uh, <laughs> I might have to change my mortgage over. Listen, we'll have to talk to you offline okay. because if we give the information I'll, there, they, they won't talk I'll to our, our in-house mortgage advisor. So uh -huh. we have I'll to, we have to keep something off our students. <laughs> No, absolutely. So you're, talk, you're both saying, regardless of your areas, you're always focusing more on the Dubai Marine Apartments and obviously yourself, the Villa Loft Plan. There does seem to be a genuine um, demand from both end users, investors. And is there, is there any challenge to this? Are we seeing, how, how is the supply meeting the demand that we have at the moment? How does that be, Michael? Yeah, demand is outstripping supply. We've, we've had a number of disappointed buyers who were yeah. close to making an offer. Someone pipped them at the post. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. when was the last time we, we saw that with buyers, sort of two or three buyers over the same property we, or even more? We, we sold um, a penthouse that had been on the market for over a year and the buyer was putting his deposit together, uh, about to go in, do the reservation form, and Another customer came in during that 24 hour period and that property had been on the market for, for over a year. Okay. So that, that, that's a sign. Uh, is, even is, that in that a one segment, off? is that a one-off or is no, it happening more and no, more? No, this is, this is happening very much so in say you know, 1 million to two, the 2 million segment. Um, but for it to happen on a segment between 8 to 15 million penthouses, I think 
that shows a big change in, in the market. Yeah. What about in your areas, uh, villas? Is there Same. is there fights over the villa community? Similar story. You have you have clients that come in to do viewings. They feel, oh, we'll wait. The price will go down a bit a bit more. Um, you end up selling it within a short space of time, in or around the asking price, and the the client is ringing you back up two months later. They've done the circle. They've seen everything in the market, and, and they're saying, I don't see the property online, and they don't actually probably believe you at the time when you're actually telling them, being very transparent. Mm. There's genuine interest in this property. They they're, think you're doing a sales pitch to say there's yeah. another person out there, and, and then they realise. And by the time you have that conversation, maybe six, eight weeks after they've done the rounds, um, they say, do you know something, I'm going to increase my budget. Whereas had they come in straight off the bat, love the home, this is where I want to live, make an offer and try and secure it. But that's where we need to be more urgent with the buyers mm. and not leave it, say, six to eight weeks if they really want to go around and view it. It has to be more It depends what stage they are in their journey. Dubai mm. is so diverse. Yeah. You have sometimes we're meeting clients and they think they know what they want, mm. but in reality they don't. And But something that I've noticed now is, whereas people that are end users want something vacant on transfer, I'm actually suggesting to them, look at the rental property. You can't move into it until you give your one year notice. Yeah. But there's less people fighting for the rented property. Go after that one, maybe get yourself a better uh, deal and give notice and prepare yourself. Is there any upside to this? Because, you know, buyers entering the market, it's strong, but they're fighting potentially over the good properties out there. What is the upside? I think the upside's for the homeowner who's been looking yeah. at selling. You know, so he's maybe considering selling over the last one to two years. Prices haven't been there or the demand has not been there. So the upside is for the owner, so if someone's thinking of selling and they have a compelling reason to sell, then... Does the it help with the prices? Busy. Will it help with the prices? Will we really start seeing a recovery in the prices? How's Dubai Hills doing? Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I, I bought Dubai Hills uh, March 2020, just before Covid. How, how am I doing? Your, your timing was perfect. You know, people talk Thank about you. property and real estate. I'm in it's, real estate. I know, I mean, it's just <laughs> impeccable, okay? But people always talk about location, location, location. There's, other, there's another big factor in there, and it's the timing. You know, knowing the market, you know, we're saying there, maybe in some segments of the market, it's a seller's market, okay? Have the prices in Dubai Hills come back up to the opening price? Not yet, but compared to where they were 12 months ago, they're hitting the right direction, they're on the way up. That's very good to hear, but there's also another upside, is there not, on the fact that people can't find the ready properties now. What is that doing for the off-plan? Um, it's pushing some people into off-plan, because now a project like Talal Al-Gaf. Um, Talal Al-Gaf? is out the Hesse Street behind Sports City. It's a great so, location. Fantastic location. I used to live in Victory Heights, and yeah, it's central to everything, right off the Hesse Street, just um, behind. So you're you're on the, the cusp of Motor City, and Motor City, I think anyone that's gone in there over the last couple of years has probably been one community that is overlooked, and mm. from a retail and restaurant and amenities point of view, you've got Waitrose there now. Mm. Well, it, we love working in Motor City. Oh, fantastic now, yeah. okay. Um, so Tlal Gaff launched uh, January last year, and introduced townhouses with a post-handover payment plan. People didn't know about it in phase one, they had a little bit of time to pick out the unit. Phase two was going quickly. Third phase launched in August, 
People were going away at half eight in the morning with deposit checks that they couldn't secure properties. So it's sold out as well? Elan sold out. And that's end users that are purchasing properties that, for, their, for themselves? Because end users normally go after ready properties. That one there is uh, a mix. The investors see there's a shifting in the market from apartment living to townhouses. Townhouses have the benefit of lower service fees. They can see as a result of COVID, people's lifestyles have changed, that they might need, they're working from home, homeschooling, they need that extra space. The community, they're not going to compromise on the community at all. But um, the next phase of Talalagaf is Harmony. That one is an end user product because you're now talking about a four and five bed independent villa. Mm. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, more product. family homes because yeah. more people maybe want the space outside, which is tends to be the sentiment in the market that everybody was moving to villas. Everybody wanted the space and the study from home. However, Michael, who is in Dubai Marina, is, is that the same? Do you find all your three and four bedrooms, people are leaving them and moving into the villa? What, you know, you mentioned Marina Gate, end user product. Is there other end user products where people are still looking for the three and the four bedroom products? Yeah, I don't see a mass exodus of people leaving apartments and moving to, to villas. I know there's people buying and inquiring about villas, but for us, we deal in the marina, we deal with apartments, and it's very busy just now. Right across the board? Right like, across the board, even in the, the higher end segments, as I said. Is there a stronger bracket if you had to say a price range? Is there a stronger bracket of the amount of inquiries? Is it between a certain amount, would you say? Yeah. Recently we've had a lot of three bed inquiries up and around this 1.5 range, up to 1.5 million. When was the last time you could get a three bed in the marina for 1.5 million? Yeah, it's been a while. J JBR, a lot of buyer inquiries for JBR. Again, not a lot of availability at the moment. So if owners are looking to sell, then it is a, it's a good time. Um, in villas, what would be the price bracket in villas? Is there a range? If you're looking at townhouses that have handed over this year, um, Serena, Arabella, you know your two bears are, were under a million this time last year, where somebody may not have had the financials to make the final payment. Mm -hmm. So it was a for sale. Mm -hmm. So, so that, still the lower end amounts that yeah, we can get a bigger those property. Those prices there that sometimes buyers latch onto, they're not the real price. That is not a market price. That is the individual circumstance who needs to sell. Mm -hmm. So everyone latches onto that price. And I think that's been probably something that has held people back with aligning with the market price mm -hmm. because they see something that's sold at a cheaper price without actually knowing the explanation behind it. But do you have a specific price range? Would you say it's one to two million on the apartments, similar to I, what's, I think sorry, the villa is similar to what's on the apartments? If we went back six months ago in the townhouse, we could have said in that one to two. Now, now we're actually looking at some of these townhouses are breaking back up through the two. Okay. Now if the townhouses are breaking back up into the two, uh, it's a rising tide lifts all. Mm. The villas will lift as well. Yeah. Do but you we both start... believe that the the high end and the low end show first when a market's changing, when a market's moving or recovering. Do you see the impact on the lower end and the higher end stock values of properties? Higher end, you see the higher end starting to move. So we still have the demand, as you say, for Marina Gate and the lower end where people want higher ROIs. I've always felt 
when the market changes more, more when it's recovering, that the first glimmers of that are the high end and the low end. The medium end takes a little bit longer mm. to, to reach up. I think what, probably in Dubai for a long time, people are driven by ROI, okay? And now I think what they've got to really do is look at occupancy and periods of vacancy. And quality will always win out. And I think as Dubai matures as a market, the investor's mindset mm. is going to shift towards a better quality product. Mm. Um, in JVC at the moment, there's Oxford Boulevard being sold off plan. It's the developer's fourth project. He's waited until he's got to the fourth floor before he starts selling, so people can actually see the product. Is this off plan? Yeah, off plan. Okay. Ready. And what price per square foot would that be? You're looking about 875. So it's not a cheap product for JVC. Michael, what do you think of the 875 for an off-plan Jumeirah Village product? I'll let you to buy marina. I would say to Fenton's buyers, call me and come down <laughs> to the marina for paying 800 <laughs> square foot on JVC. And, and my reply to that would be, please do that, educate yourself, see what's in the market, and then you'll be calling me back yeah. to say, listen, how do I book Oxford Boulevard? <laughs> I like the fight and talk. It's good to see you're all passionate about your areas. I think what's refreshing there is we're seeing a a young developer on his fourth project. Yeah. And he's actually future-proofing the product by uh, integrating smart technology. Mm. So it's a beautiful... Thinking ahead. He's thinking ahead. So he's thinking about an exit strategy. Mm. And I think before, where investors may have gone in and looked at ROI and just looking at the here and now without looking forward, I think we're... The now thinking is when I want to exit, am I, can I have I got something I can sell and hold its value? Yeah. There's sorry, Louise, there's there's a little bit of pressure on ROI at the moment because of how low the rents were last yeah. year. Mm. So investors coming to the market today, they're, they're not. It's difficult to get six percent at the moment in, yeah. in the marina. Well, they're looking at the fact that they can come in at a lot lower entry, that they're more gaining on their capital appreciation. Because once upon a time, villas had way more capital appreciation than than apartments Mm. did because of sheer lack of of supply. So just going back to, you were talking a little bit there about the off-plan project. You know, I've been in the market since 2005, and when I entered the market, it was resales, it was off-plan. And then we started layering it. We started bringing off-plan with post-handover plans. I believe now there is another layer to that and it is ready, direct developer with post-handover payment plans. So you can actually, a little bit more like the UK market where you would actually Mm -hmm. purchase a ready property. Are there projects like that now in Dubai, Michael? Marina Gay. I I think developers offered it as an incentive uh, to, to purchase their projects over a resale unit from a private seller. Um, and, and I think with a bit of pressure on supply at the moment in the marina, um, people are starting to look at those post handover payment plans Will and they're busy. start pulling them back? Well, they already are. Uh, you know, Marina Gate 3 are currently offering a three-year post handover payment plan that finishes at the end of this month. It'll go to two years. I think Michael really likes Marina. What about your area? That product that might have a three year post handover payment plan is not for everyone. Not everyone can pay for a premium yes, product yeah. over it's ready, I get my keys in three years. But now we're seeing uh, projects in Business Bay, AG Tower, ready to hand over very shortly. 
seven-year post-handover payment plan, Maidan, Prime Views, ready now, 25% down, 75% over five years. Come out to JVC, ready product, 10-year post-handover payment plan. So I think the one thing about buyers in the market today, some people can't avail of mortgages. Yeah. There's now a solution where you don't have to wait, you can get the keys. So for a lot of people before when they're buying off plan, the big challenge for them was, I'm still having to pay rent and make payments towards the property. Yeah. Now, make your payment, get your keys, live in your property, and pay it over 10 years. It's so diverse to buy oh, what yeah. it has to offer. And you can understand when people come and go, where do I start? But do, yeah. do you agree, it all goes back to what does the client need? Yeah. What is their finances? What do they want out of the investment? What are their you know, wants? And there's a bit of everything for everybody. And the client requirements are changing. You know, we've had clients that have walked into a shop again at Breathe Again. Oh, another shop there. Where'd where, where you say? Do you want to drop that in? That's been about five times. So, Keep it up. Um, you know, they've walked in with a three million budget and they've increased to seven million and eight million. That's happened a couple of times. Um, I had a customer inquire about a 1.2 million property. He's now looking up to 15 million. Oh, we like property. those inquiries. <laughs> so that segment. How do they go from? How do they move from 1.5 to 15? Is it just you're educating them? Yep. You're showing them more what's available to them, and then they're realizing that they want to invest even more so. It's, it's been going up and up with them. So you show them something at three million, and it's not satisfaction for them so uh, they, they increase again and so you maybe show them two or three different levels and they realize what level they need to come in at to get what they want. But that sounds then like we don't have anything good value. That sounds like they have to spend a lot to get exactly what they want. I think uh, Their expectations are moved. I, I, I think those properties five or six years ago wouldn't have been 15 million would have been over 20 million. Mm. So because price prices have come down over the last five years, it gets people mm. more options. Okay, so they're actually seeing the bonds so and they're options, saying yeah. get in and, and put more money in now yeah. to maybe make it up later. Okay. I'm saying that uh, with some clients there that they're buying even offline, they said, listen, I want to buy a studio. And they're saying budget is 375. Um, Oxford Boulevard, I'm going to drop, I'm going to do a mic, oh, Michael on this, Oxford like, Boulevard. It's like again, Oxford Boulevard, yeah. I'm just catching up with you here, okay? <laughs> but in there, they've come in to buy a studio, and they see the product, and when we have that conversation about, you know, when they want to exit, who's going to buy this, they end up buying a one bed for maybe 675. Now, that is by having that conversation with them, educating them, showing where the future supply and market will be, um, similarly to, I've had clients where they've looked at a one bed and they've ended up buying maybe in a, a Cherry Woods townhouse because they never thought they could actually buy a beautiful contemporary townhouse for 1.65 million. So maybe a client that would be possibly looking at a, a one bed that was about 900, they realise this, this gives me a little bit of time to get my money together to buy a townhouse and all of a sudden they've jumped a couple of rungs on the ladder they've realized, and they've yeah. got a home 
that they're only going to pay their, their DLD and all the costs of acquisitions mm -hmm. once mm -hmm. in their time that will do it at home for 10 years. I think what, what's important and what we're always saying to our agents is to get to know the client, yeah. mm -hmm. to really delve in and be the agent to show them what, what they can do and what they can invest in. And likewise, it's a good time to get to know our managers as well, I think. Mm -hmm. So, let's do a little couple of questions and let's get people to know you guys a little better. So, who out of Fintan and Michael, which one of you has starred on Strictly Come Dancing? I do a very mean Charleston. That's all I'll say, I'll leave it there. So, Strictly Come Dancing, the TV yeah. show? Uh, no, just to, just to a mere thousand people for the rugby club. To ra ah, a sorry, rugby club. a fundraiser. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're so frugal, you Scottish, you wouldn't know about raising funds for charity, okay? What type of dancing? The Ch Charleston. Oh, okay. Do you know what? I mean, if you want to stand up, I can guide you through it. Yeah, no, no. no. Okay. Yeah. All right, so the dancer of the of the team is Fintan. Um, the local rugby so club. So this one, <laughs> this next question, I think might be a little bit obvious, but which one of you was a former hair model? Would I ever admit to that? <laughs> <laughs> it was me. <laughs> it was Michael. <laughs> Sorry, I think that Can was you a tell? obvious. No. Not now. He's no. kept it up. Yeah. Before we shot this, I could tell pruning in the mirror over there. Oh, no. yeah, you know. I, I had to chase him out of the bathroom so I could look at my hair. When he, when he found the right bathroom. Okay. <laughs> okay. And who represented the country in athletics? That's Maybe easy. Maybe this one is still obvious. That's easy. <laughs> yes. Breathe. Breathe. Yeah, yeah. I'm, sucking, I'm sucking it in. Just making sure. No, I did it in the four and eight hundred metres you used to compete, yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow, well done. But how old were you? I was from 16 to 19. Interesting facts. We've got yeah. a very talented They didn't get medals, they just gave previous. Haggis. 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 Smallest Haggis. Um, whose wife is also in real estate, working for a competitor. A competitor? <laughs> yeah. But she doesn't work for us. Why yeah. not? There's a little bit of rivalry at home, does, yeah. does the world good? Uh, keeps, yeah, keeps yeah, on toes. <laughs> okay. Bit of competition. Yeah. <laughs> and who's the vegan? Did you say pagan or vegan? <laughs> <laughs> the vegan. <Okay>. The accent. <laughs> the accent. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tying in there with your healthy lifestyle and beautiful hair. Environmental. <laughs> <laughs> do you get, a, do you get a, a, an extra sheen and shine off your hair because you're vegan, do you think? I don't know, does it have an extra sheen on it? I don't know, maybe it's just the way <laughs> you did your makeup earlier. Oh, I, love, I love the friendly competition. Yeah. The main question is, Vinton, Michael, who has the best team? Are you slow? You were yeah, you. slow. <laughs> I thought you were quick, off the mark, no? No, sorry, it was middle distance, it wasn't sprinting. It wasn't sprinting, that's right. Thank you guys, um, I look forward to a Thank great you. 2021 yep. and we'll tune in again soon and with some more interesting insights into the market. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Louise's Lounge first episode and if you have any feedback or comments or suggestions that we can do for our next series, please do let us know and I hope you tune in again soon.